0: My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Carrot Out Sleep Show. Whether you are picking up this podcast for the first time or you are a seasoned sleep stalker and have listened to every single episode I've ever put out there, Thank you so much for tuning in and as always my intentions behind the podcast are that you find it useful reassuring and informative but above all you get some sensible straightforward and simple sleep suggestions that you can implement at home you are listening to your host Kerry Secker i'm an infant sleep consultant founder of my unique sleep approach Care it out and i am on a serious mission to get you and your small settled night's sleep without tears training or techniques this show is this episode of the Carrot Out Sleep show is for you if your little one has been a settled sleeper and all of a sudden their sleep has hit the skids. So I call... If your sleep has come off track, I just call it the sleep skids because, you know, I love a pun if you've listened to my sleep shows before. Um, And sleep skids can happen at any age. I don't technically believe... The four-month regression, I definitely believe in the four-month regression, though technically it's a progression because it's the biggest... sleep change to sleep that your little one will go through and that definitely does happen between three and a half but between three and a half months and four and a half months but i believe that sleep skids can happen at any age i don't believe that they are set to a set time set age set stage and i just want to reassure you because reassurances, i'm always really, really passionate about reassuring you that 100% you're not alone if you're going through a sleep skid. You wouldn't believe the amount, or you probably can, the amount of messages that I get about my baby's sleep is unsettled they're, they've gone backwards their, their sleep is regressing I feel like they're forgetting how to sleep so 100% you're not alone that's definitely not the impression I'm getting from my audience out there and the families I work with and I know it can feel like it but you're not doing anything wrong either and your small isn't broken um Sleep skids can happen for a a variety of reasons which I'm going to delve in in a second later on in the podcast but for now I just want to reassure you that if your little one has been an unsettled sleeper, settled sleeper and their sleep has hit the skids, 100% it can feel like it but you're not doing anything wrong, you're not the reason behind the, the, the shizzy sleep Um, and your baby doesn't need fixing because they're not broken Um, and sleep skids like most things um, with smalls and sleep you probably want to punch me for this please don't Um, but this too shall pass most things with um, parenting small sleep babies toddlers children um, most things are a phase and it does eventually pass so today in the show I would like to focus on why your smalls and sleep can hit the skids and what you can do when it does and I'm going to share four sleep suggestions for when your small sleep hits the skids for you. So let's go back a little bit, let's go back and just explore why does sleep hit the skids. Now I'm going to be honest with you because I'm always very very honest with you, I, I really value that and I try to be as honest as possible, always without talking to you, their expert, the parent, and finding out what's more, what, finding out more with what's going on that's a mouthful there and also finding out more about your little one I believe your small they don't come with a manual because that would be far too handy but they are the manual aka the bed boss so without speaking to you their expert and finding out what and seeing what's going on with them I'm going to be honest I don't know why your little one's sleep has hit the skids but it does come back to I do know for sure that you're not doing anything wrong, you're not the cause of the sleep skid, and your small isn't broken. There's so many different reasons why the little one, your little one's sleep can hit the skids, and I'm going to go through some of them. So the most common reasons behind a sleep skid is that um, teething, it's the same for us, If or teething, I'm going to put teething and digestive discomfort in the same one, pain. It's like us, if we were in pain or discomfort, it can impact our sleep, we can't sleep Um, it's like when we've got toothache great example um, that can impact our sleep going through a learning leap when we're learning something new or we've been overstimulated it's the same for us we come home from work my brain just goes the whole time very difficult to settle down. That can also um, have an impact on sleep as well. So teething, digestive discomfort, learning leaps. But I think the biggest reason why sleep can hit the skids, there's two. One is that they are constantly changing. Um, I'm going to come on to this in a minute, but sleep isn't linear. And also their routine quite often needs to be... because your little one is changing all the time. Their routine, what works for them, their sleep schedule, their nap gaps, their bedtime routine, what gets them to sleep. It does need pretty much constant re as your little one grows and develops. I don't think you ever get to the end of the day and go, yes, I've got my baby nailed. Because the next day they change, they're doing something, your little one is constantly growing and developing. It's, it's amazing when you think of it like that. So that's some common reasons why sleep hits the skids. Really common, you're not alone, most common reasons. And the good news is, is if your little one has been a settled sleeper before um, and the sleep has hit the skids, chances are you've got everything, probability that it is going to settle again. And I'm going to come on to that in a minute. The other thing I just want to explore is that sleep is not linear. Yes. So we have this expectation, which is often wildly unrealistic, that smalls are going to be able to get to a set sleep for a set number of hours to a set number of feeds or um, do a certain stretch, sleep stretch, and they're going to be able to stay there and maintain that kind of bed baseline, that sleep at night time. But it's not always the way. Sleep is not linear. And it comes back to what I was just g- talking about before, is that it's not linear because your small isn't linear. Your little one in the first two years of life is constantly developing, growing, growing. Um, exploring, developing and because of this change because of this change, that can have an impact on sleep and sleep very much also depends on what's going on for the day with us as well, it's like us, if we've got a lot on, we've not eaten too well that can impact our sleep, everything is linked, um, but somehow we've managed to get ourselves into this expectation that sleep is linear and that especially once you do some kind of sleep training, which isn't my bag, I'm not anti anything but it's not my bag, that you sleep train them once or you teach them to sleep once and then that's it it stays there forever and a day it doesn't sleep changes you'll go through periods of unsettled night sleep settled sleep settled night sleep unsettled sleep sleep where you want to stick pins in your eyes um, and it's natural to worry and think oh my goodness it's going backwards we're regressing but it's all part of this ebb and flow of small sleep and sleep is anything but linear or logical sometimes, I think that's really, really, a really, really important point. Um The other thing I was going to say about that sleep is not linear is quite often it ties in with that you know sleep skids can happen i don't believe that sleep skids happen at a set age or stage i also don't believe that by a set age or stage they should be doing a certain stretch a number of feeds a certain number of hours during the night my whole carry out approach is that we go with your little one is that bed boss aka the manual and it's vet- my whole approach which again i know doesn't work for everybody um, it's like anything out there, but it very much is meeting your little one where they're at and going with what they're capable of. So I think that's really important. So your your little one sleep is not linear. It it changes with your small. And my approach is very much about long term tools rather than a quick fix. I Even when I'm working with families for a set amount of time, two to four weeks, I can't guarantee that, because nobody can, I don't have that sleep wand unfortunately, that we get you to that settled place and then it's going to stay there forever and a day. Because of all the reasons why we've what I've just talked about. So, my whole approach is getting families or getting you to a more settled night's sleep, and then it's very much giving you the long term tools to um, keep you on track for when inevitably your little one's sleep is going to hit the skids. So, now we've explored why your little one's sleep can hit the skids, and that it is natural and normal for sleep to come and go. I'm hoping that the my aim when working with parents is the majority of the sleep is settled. So the, the sleep skids are the, the minority rather than the majority. Um, now it's time to explore what you can do when you find you and your small in a sleep skid. So I'm going to share with you four sleep suggestions for when your small sleep um, your small hit the sleep skids. Sleep suggestion number one: take some time out. When your small sleep hits the skids, it's completely natural to worry that it's regressing or they're losing their ability to sleep or forgetting and that they're never going to sleep again, which means you're never going to sleep again. I call this the peak panic and it's very, very much a real thing. I see messages from from you guys, from families I'm working with. Um, It happens a lot and these feelings are okay um, to have these feelings as all feelings are. But it honestly doesn't mean that your future forecasting is gonna come true. And like most things with a small phase, this too shall pass, and phases come and go, and the chances are really good. In fact, they are in your favor that the sleep will settle again all by itself. So, yep, I know it sounds absolutely crazy, right? But I am suggesting you do absolutely nothing, but stay calm, take some time out, and it's very, very likely that your sleep will settle again, all by itself, without you needing to do a thing. Like I said, I get so many messages from parents, um, and my go-to is always: let's keep calm, give it some time, and if it doesn't settle in a few times, in a few days, in a few times, in a few days, give me a nudge, and then not many will follow up. And then I sometimes I get a message to say all is well again, and sleep is, is settled again it's natural for us to like tame frames at uh, time frames it's natural for us to like time what is wrong with me it's natural for us to like time frames um so i'm going to give you some approximate time frames to hang on in there if you can so i split this into two obvious causes and non obvious cause. so if there's an obvious cause for the sleep um skids such as they're sick ill, teething, unwell holidays. I would always suggest um, giving it the time that they're ill and while you're on holiday and then a little bit of extra time just for good luck to settle. If there's no obvious cause, like it's completely out of the blue, your little one was a um, previously a settled-ish sleeper, no obvious cause that you can see, no teething, no temperature, no illness, it's very likely to be something to do with their, time, uh, their timing tweak or their schedule needs to look at, but I would still wait 7-10 to 10 days before tweaking just to make sure that it's not going to settle all by itself. Sleep suggestion number 2, try not to make any sudden changes too soon. So When your small sleep has changed it's very very likely changed because something has changed for them. How many times can I say change in one sentence there? And as I mentioned before it is so natural to pee panic and want to fix it straight away. Start tweaking, start being proactive, start taking actions, doing something. It's so hard, it's so simple but it's so hard to trust and do nothing. But In most cases of sleep skids, and I have plenty of practice and um, experience of seeing this actually happen, most cases of sleep skids will settle in time and making further changes on top of changes can lead to confusion, confusion all around, because it's harder to tell what's causing the sleep skid and actually sometimes it can lead to even longer periods of unsettled sleep and I really don't want that for you and I'm sure you don't want that for you and your small either. So I generally suggest avoiding making massive changes too soon, such as how they're going to sleep, where they're sleeping, a um, massive change in their routine or transition going really gung-ho with a nap transition. If they're sleep skidding, it's going to make making those changes e- so much harder than it really needs to be. And it's even harder to see what's going on. Um, and my, I'm definitely, I don't feel it's lazy. I think it's a very smart way. I'm definitely a path of least resistance kind of girl. Um, so I try and make things as easy as possible for everybody. So if sometimes we do get to the point, overall, I would suggest not. Giving it time, what I've just gone through. Try not to make any sudden changes too soon. And if you do feel you need to make a little change or tweak, I suggest doing one thing at a time rather than going all gung-ho and making loads of changes all at once. Sleep suggestion number three, boring is best. I love this one for some reason, consistency. Yep, that word I say, all the time, even I get bored of saying it. Sometimes consistency. There, I said it again. But staying as consistent as possible when there are changes and your small it is going through a sleep skid can be really, really key to passing through this phase smoothly. It can be really di- difficult, di- difficult. It can be really difficult to do this again. That trusting that doing nothing so hard. But try to be as predictable and as consistent as you can with their naps, bedtime, how you're setting them to sleep at bedtime, how you're responding to them at night, because being predictable and consistent is It might be boring for you, but it is anything but boring for your small, especially when their sleep is unsettled and they're going through changes, because it helps them feel secure, it helps them to um, anticipate what's happening, and they know what to expect. And all of these things can help you sail, fingers crossed, through a sleep skid in no time. Sleep suggestion number four is check your bedtime basics. So I've got four sleep steps to a settled night's sleep. And originally, I call these my four sleep steps to a settled night sleep. Some of might have heard of um, heard of these if you've done my e course or you've been following me on Instagram for a long time. But these are naps and bedtime. That's one bedtime routine, bedtime boundary, how they're going to sleep, and then supporting them when they wake up at night time. So just to recap, that four sleep steps to a settled night sleep, naps and bedtime, bedtime routine bedtime boundary how how or what they need to get to sleep at bedtime and then supporting them when they wake up at night time and I call these your bedtime basics and I'm always going through these with families I can often be heard muttering throughout the day check your bedtime basics have you checked your bedtime basics and whilst you're giving it some time not making any sudden changes and being super boring it's also a, a good idea to start running through your bedtime basics. um, Because this might give you some insight while you're giving it a little bit of time and thinking about it, give you some insight as to what actually might need changing if you do end up where you need to make a tweak. So naps, do their nap times need a tweak or could they be ready to drop to one nap? Are they going through a nap transition? Uh, have they got a routine with their naps? Do they know when the naps are happening? Do you need to introduce a little routine around going down for their naps? Second sleep step, bedtime routine. Is it calm? Is it quiet-ish? <laughs> are they getting enough time um, together with you? Is it, Or is it rushed and a little bit hurried? are they unsettled in the bedtime routine are they bed begging are you seeing pajama drama going on so bed begging is when they're unsettled they're tearful in the bath tearful coming out of the bath pajama drama does what it says on the tin there's a bit of drama getting onto their pajamas both of these could indicate that their bedtime routine could do with bringing a little starting a little bit earlier and the bedtime bringing a little bit earlier Bedtime boundaries, how your little one is going to sleep at nighttime. So ex- bedtime boundaries for me are, you might have heard them as negative sleep association, sleep prop, sleep crutch. Um, I don't believe in any of those things. I just, it's very simple on my approach. I just call them bedtime boundaries. And some examples of bedtime boundaries are feeding to sleep, breast or bottle, rocking to sleep, cuddling to sleep. They might be falling asleep in their cotton bed and you're holding hands or patting. So it's, it is just simply what they get at bedtime to put them to sleep and things to check with your um, bedtime basics with your bedtime boundaries is is it simple as it can be um are you doing lots of different things i always recommend or suggest your bedtime boundary it's never a wrong thing to do, but we want to try and make it as simple as possible. So if you're patting, stick to patting. If you're rocking, stick to rocking. If you're feeding, stick to feeding, if you can, rather than throwing all the sleep stops at it and feeding, rocking, bouncing, shushing, swaying, lunging, all of those things. Um, so yeah, keep it as is it as simple as it can be, or are you doing lots of different things? If they fall asleep in your arms, again, this is not a rod for your own back, it doesn't necessarily need to change, Um, but if they fall asleep in your arms, are they transferred to the cot as soon as they're asleep? That's always a good one. And then supporting um, supporting them when they wake up at night time, are they getting the practice and patience to resettle at night time? are they asking for support um, when they wake up? I generally advise that or suggest that if your little one is awake at night time, to make sure they're asking for support before we go on in there. And if if they're asking for support, they generally, I would say that that's crying, they're being emotionally uneasy, they're whinging. If they're just waking up, rolling around their cot, turning onto their tummy, even pulling up and walking around the cot, call that cot cruising, my suggestion would be, unless they are emotionally uneasy with that or unsafe, all your instincts are telling you to get in there because your instincts must always trump my suggestions, then I would try and give them a little bit of space to figure it out themselves. <clears throat> and then if we are going in and supporting them at night time, Are we rolling up our response? And all I mean by this is are we going in there and starting with the minimum amount of support and working our way up? So generally sorry, I don't know what's going on with my throat. Generally, I would advise that when we go in, it's always a good idea to make eye contact if you can. I personally believe eye contact is everything. We don't have to ignore eye contact. Say a little sleepy sentence, okay, Bob, mummy, daddy nanny's here you're safe it's sleepy time I think it's always worth trying to verbally reassure them first if that doesn't help um they're still ramping up they're still crying emotionally uneasy i still think it's always a really positive practice even if it's really super duper quick to try and resettle them in their bed in their cot wherever they're sleeping with a hand um with your presence next to the cot but with physical touch and then if that doesn't work then we roll up our response to picking up and then on to feeding we can't always prevent or preempt sleep skid from happening, and that can be super frustrating. Um, but I really hope you found this podcast useful. We now know that sleep isn't linear and that most sleep um, skids do settle within time all by itself without doing nothing. And I really hope that you found my four sleep suggestions to help you sail through a sleep skid really super helpful. Thank you so much for listening to me, your host, Kerry Secker, on the Carrot Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found the podcast reassuring, informative and a little bit fun. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below and I'd be so grateful if you could leave me some fabulous feedback. I always love hearing from you and one lucky listener will win lifetime access to my Bedtime Basics e-course every single month. My next podcast episode will be out in two weeks time but if you can't wait for more of my sleep shizzle you can find me over on Instagram at carrotoutsleepconsultant. I update my sleep squares and speak sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity to you all.